Hello, hello, David James Young here for another week of All My Friends Are In Bar Bands. How you doing? Hope life is treating you well. Thanks so much for tuning in and checking this out. Alright, we're getting towards the end of the year. We only have a handful of episodes left before we are Dunskies for 2017. It's all gone by so, so quickly. It's wild. Uh, we had the ARIA Awards this week. Massive congratulations to uh, previous guests and uh, obvious lifetime friends of the show uh, that uh, picked up some gongs there. Amy Shark, Gang of Youths, North Lane... Friends will rom. <laughs> I'm kidding. Friends will rom once again. Did not win an <laughs> Fucking love you guys. This week we have a chat with Alex Leahy. Alex Leahy is one of the top rising stars of Australian rock music right now. You would, if you don't know the name, you probably at least know a handful of her songs that have been doing the rounds on radio and absolutely crushing it. She released her debut album a couple of months ago called I Love You Like a Brother. Uh, Of course, that's out now. You should definitely check it out if you haven't already. And we spoke to Alex just uh, at the top end of her national tour, which happened back at the start of October. I've known Alex for just over a year. Uh, She's a super talented, super wonderful person, and I'm really glad that we were able to pull this one together and make it happen. Um, yeah, super quick, super breezy, really, really fun chat. Stoked to share it with you. Uh, there's also a shout out to last week's guest, Sarah Thompson, within the, uh, first, (laughs) first 10, 20 seconds of the interview itself. People that know Tomo and that know Al will, uh, pick up on it immediately. (laughs) That's all I'm going to say. Won't keep you much longer, just a quick reminder, as per usual, that if you like the podcast, and if you want to continue supporting the podcast in any way, shape, or form, there are plenty of ways you can do it, and all of them are super, super appreciated. Uh, You can get the word out on social media, tell your friends, maybe anyone, maybe maybe you got some friends that are Alex Leahy fans, and they'd be interested in hearing a kind of more in-depth interview with her about her career thus far. That could be something we can arrange. Absolutely. <laughs> Come on down. Check it out. You can also rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast over on Apple Podcasts on iTunes. So, uh, yeah. Or, or indeed, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, rating and reviewing and subscribing, etc. Uh, helping to boost the podcast to the right people. And, of course, if you have a couple of bucks lying around and you would like to support the podcast in that way, then you can become a patron over on Patreon. For as little as $1 a month, you can help support this podcast, help keep it free, help pay the bills, and help keep the lights on over at Barbands HQ. And if you'd like to do that, you can by heading over to patreon.com slash barbands. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash Barbands. Like I said, just a couple more weeks to go. So, please, stay tuned for some more awesome, awesome interviews coming up to round out the year. But, for now, let's cross now to my chat with Alex Leahy.
Hi everyone, I'm David James Young and all my friends are in bar bands. Today I'd like to introduce you to my friend Alex Leahy. Hello. How are you today here? I'm good today here. I'm good. I'm good Shout out to here. previous guests of the show, Sarah Thompson, yeah. for that one. Fucking, yeah, anyway, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Domo. <laughs> Who started that one? Domo. Oh, <laughs> it's I all don't her. Know, I don't know if she got it off someone else or if she's just being a menace nah, on her own account. it's all her. She's, she's, she's a menace. <laughs> We're in Sydney. Alex has been here for the last few days or so with the promo for the new record and also kicking off the tour, which did last night in Newcastle. Yep. How do you think it went? It was fun. It was like the first time that we'd played, like the production on the, like with um, touring now has completely changed since the yeah. EP. And so last night was like the first time that we actually did it. And I think overall it was, it was good. I think overall it was good. I think there's definitely like some kinks that need to be ironed out and, mm. and you know, a few things are going back to the drawing board. But like, I think from the way that the, you know, the crowd responded to it and the way that we felt on stage and the fact that there were no, you know, major votations, it was, um, yeah, a good vibe. Perfect. Yeah. You're nailing the guitar throws at the end. That's uh, pretty thanks. rock and roll. I have to get it boo. The feedback for that is I need to throw it higher because apparently I'm throwing it too much like a rugby and it's just like <laughs> going to impale him one day. Yeah. I don't know. I reckon he could survive that. He probably uh, boo could survive anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness me. Uh, so, Alex, we met for the first time, I think it was October last year when you were on tour with the John Steele Singers. Yeah, right. Cool. Yeah, which was... Uh, Really, really at, um, nice tour. Newtown Social Club. At, at I remember, the Dearly yeah. Departed Newtown yeah. Social Club. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I was a, that was kind of a sunrise sunset thing. Like you, you were just kind of properly starting out the EP. I think had just come out at that point, and they were winding down. It was the last proper national tour that they were doing. Yeah. So it was kind of a full circle kind of thing. How was that tour for you? Awesome. They, it was so much fun. It was like the best first like tour. You know, like sort of like party that I could have hoped for. Like mm. they were really wonderful people and so like I think it's because like you know because maybe they were winding down like they were so open and like there was no ego and there was no like everyone was just like there to have a really good time and the spirit was really high and they were so encouraging of of me and, 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 and of my band and all that sort of stuff and it was just like yeah a really wonderful way to start and I think like when you work with people like that you sort of take that on with your own like the way that you treat other people and yeah. as we've moved forward and been you know taking bands on the road ourselves like that's you know we want to be those guys and be super friendly and, and personable and open yeah 100 percent. yeah yeah it's a beautiful thing yeah <laughs> so i begin this by talking about the initial interest in music specifically where it changed from being something that maybe you were listening to on the radio or watching on tv or something to having a moment where it's just like oh that's what i want to do like, I want to play music, I want to sing, I want to be in a band, yeah. whatever. Was, was there kind of a moment for that for you, like, in your childhood? Like, how did music kind of factor into your childhood? Like, I mean, okay, so I, I was always playing music my entire life, like, yeah, as yeah, a yeah. child. And, and, you know, doing, like, I started doing, like, music lessons, like, when I was, like, four or five or whatever. Oh, right. Like, um, guitar lessons, piano lessons? Uh, recorder lessons. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. Now we're how, talking. Uh, yeah, how, how European of me. But, um, <laughs> I, yeah, was playing, like, doing that and... I always loved playing music and it was never like a chore or, or something that I had to like think about doing. It was always like, yeah, this is like a given part of my life. Yeah. I think that the, the idea of like, you know, playing in a band or like writing songs or, you know, when you listen to recorded music, like that was still such a fantasy to me yeah. until I really started, until I started writing songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was about when I was, that was when I was about 13 or 14 and, and I was like teaching myself guitar and sort of learning how to write songs by learning how to play guitar and learning how to play guitar by writing songs sort of thing. And that was when it was sort of like, 
things seem attainable. Yeah. And it's like something that I'm interested in exploring. Yeah. Was there anything like musically in particular that made it kind of seem attainable? Like, did you have any kind of like posters up on the wall or like albums you were listening to heaps or anything like that? Yeah. I mean, like I loved like, like my favorite band through high school was the yeah, yeah, yeah's. Like, oh, I lo- fuck yeah, yeah. Like the best. Um, and that was like, but still like there's something so unattainable about Karen O. Oh and, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Those the, performances. the single leather glove. Yeah. Like, like those performances are just out of control and, and you know, and they exist in that like ether and like are somewhat supposed to be left there. I don't know. Like, I feel like, like I always give like a massive, like massive due credit to Missy Higgins, like especially sure. in the context of being like a young Australian woman, you know, finding their way around the guitar and wanting to express themselves with that. Like she really, you know, and not really knowing what, you know, what my voice was supposed to sound like, you know, like I think she really paved the way for allowing, you know, young women to sort of be themselves through music and, mm. and, and give, and, you know, pave the way for, you know, the Sarah Blasco's and Courtney Barnett's of the world. And stuff yeah, like that. 100%. yeah. Totally. Totally. Yeah. When was the first time that you performed live? Do you remember? Like when I, the first time I sang, like, yeah. yeah. I did this thing when I was in year nine at school where you like go away for a term, you like board for a term. Oh really? Yeah, in and I um I like formed a band there and like was, was singing some of my songs for the very first time and that was when I was like became like really like encaptured by yeah the idea of songwriting and wow. that sort of thing. Yeah, that's awesome. Where 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 were you boarding to? There was a, a country town outside of Ballarat called Clunes. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, so I was there for like eight weeks. And yeah, I mean, it's hardly boarding, but like, it was really fun. And um, yeah, they had like a shit hot music program and I just got really into that. And it, and it really like leaned away from the sort of like organized like music of playing in like the big band or the orchestra or something yeah, like that. Sure, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Do you, do you still keep in touch with that original band? Like, or are they all like long gone? No, they're long gone. Ah, oh, damn. Nah, yeah. <laughs> nah, I'm sure, I hope they're doing well. I don't Shits think in it, the night. Yeah, I don't think any of them are playing music, but um, yeah. <laughs> don't really have much to do with any of them. Yeah. Yeah. Where'd you grow up? I grew up in Melbourne. Right. So, like, in the in the in the city. In the city, I'm a city yeah. Slicker. Yeah. No, I grew up in Albert Park, which is just outside of St Kilda. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, little like sort of inner south. Yeah. Kid. So it's pretty easy to like uh, get access to music pretty early on. Yeah, yeah. 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 It was really easy. I mean, like, I don't feel like my city council did. Like, uh, I feel like there's a lot of incentive at the moment for local council to really engage like young people in making music and putting on gigs and all that sort of thing and there's a lot of funding available for it and Mm. unfortunately mine kind of didn't follow through on that but you know I I feel that like I was really lucky to go to a school that really fostered the arts and you know I was able to get a lot a lot of opportunities out of out of that and you know the opportunity to perform and to and to learn and to play with other people so yeah I was always uh yeah I've been very fortunate you know, to, playing music is a privilege. Yeah, and and I've been very lucky to have have it sort of handed to me, or yeah. at least in, within my reach. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, what happens after high school? Like, uh, are you always kind of like writing songs and, and doing your own stuff on the side at that point? After high school, like I well, like in, at the tail end of high school, I started a band with my best friend called Animo, and okay. we played around Melbourne for years. Like and like. I was writing songs for the band and it was it was it was a little, it was a very much a collaborative sort of project but yeah. it was just really fun to be working with friends and playing music with a bunch of people that I was in high school with. Yeah. And so we played around Melbourne for years and years and years. And although I was also studying music at university for a part of that time, I really feel that I learned so much more like on the ground, like mm. managing and performing in this band and like learning how gigs worked and yeah, yeah. meeting people and you know you know writing you know, average songs and writing a couple of okay songs and, you know, like, and being fine with that and, and, and without 
that sort of experience like I wouldn't there's no way I would be here and mm. it, I think it just goes to show that like you know to formally learn music is you know it's a it's a wonderful thing if you want to do it but not necessarily um conducive to you know real world practice yeah it's not yeah. be all and end all yeah exactly yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 well what can you tell us about that band like uh, how did it come about initially well Ollie who's my mate and I we played saxophone in the big band together right and we knew that if we uh, didn't like basically incentivize ourselves that would never play together again mm. and it was like such a core cool part of our friendship and so we decided to start this band with a, with five other people out of the band. So it was like a seven-piece kind wow. of collective sort of thing. Yeah, we released like two EPs and a couple of singles and did a few like East Coast runs and but played in Melbourne mostly and did yeah, yeah, like yeah. heaps. It was like a, it was, we were like a pop, funk, soul kind of band. Right, so there was like horns and stuff. Yeah, it was, like yeah. A, it was a pop band with a horn section essentially. Nice. And I, I was playing saxophone and singing and... Um, and uh, yeah, we got to do some really cool shows. We um, uh, a couple of tours ago, we were opening for the Cat Empire, which was like oh no shit, yeah, which was like a like for that band was like the the echelon. Yeah, yeah. fucking um, and that kind of gives you an idea of what the music was sort of like. Yeah, so very yeah, different, yeah. very different to what I do. Right. Yeah. yeah. And how old you? How old were you when all this was happening? Um. So Animo started when I was eighteen, and like we we were doing. I mean, to use the Cat Empire shows as an exa- as like the you know a point like we were doing that when I was like 22 yeah 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 Yeah. fuck that's a lot to take in at such an age it was really cool it was really special and like ironically like that connection to the cat empire encouraged me to explore certain things that um have led to me um just you know writing songs myself and performing them under my own name yeah yeah I mean, what do you remember about those those first few tours in particular? Like, you know, that's a that's a massive thing for someone just out of high school to be taking on. Yeah, I mean, like, a lot of time on the Hume. That's yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of, like, yeah. I think, like, when you're touring, you know, like that for, you know, that time you, you learn how to compromise and you, and you learn that touring isn't always fun. Like, you know, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Not, it's not always, um, you know playing games and it's a lot of hard work and it's mm. a lot of managing relationships and it's a lot of managing yourself and looking yeah. after yourself and yeah it's it i think it i think it's a reality check when you like when you really start from the bottom as i myself and most musicians have like sure. you yeah you you've you you come to appreciate the you know when you get to stay in hotels and yeah know, that sort of stuff totally yeah. totally yeah. and yeah is it a kind of thing where that was kind of like uh set the foundations for like what you do later on like touring wise like you know what to do now like as opposed to back then where it's just like yeah we'll go wherever do whatever you know yeah for sure like yeah like pacing yourself and and you know knowing when not to you know drive overnight and you know like like, all that sort of stuff like I think you know at the time during that band like I know like I was just so desperate to get us out there and Mm. and to play shows and you know and I still am now with this but I think it's more like okay like I want to be doing this for the rest of my life like I don't want to burn myself out or yeah, you know sure. all that sort of thing like I need to you know take a, you know good care of myself and not drink so much and all that sort of stuff so yeah yeah right yeah. was it was it getting pretty uh, like debaucherous towards the end no it's just like <laughs> it's not even about debauchery it's just like you know you have like a few big nights out and all of a sudden you get a cold oh, like you know it's like shit like that yeah yeah <laughs> Well, at what point did, did that kind of run its course? Like, uh, was it the kind of thing where you were, like, losing interest in that kind of music? Or, like, you were 
kind of more drawn to, to doing stuff on your own accord? Like, what, what kind of happened there? I think I was just, like, really wanted to explore my own, like, songwriting voice without sort of, like, being, I guess, obligated to have other people's, like, you know, to compromise for others, basically. Yeah, yeah like, I felt like I just started feeling like I really had, like things that I wanted to say and that I needed to be the one to sing it and you right. know and I and you know and I, I yeah I sort of like it was almost like taking responsibility right. in a way yeah. um and yeah so I guess like that sort of started that sort of started happening like maybe like three years ago yeah. when I really got into songwriting and like the power of it and and the way that it makes me feel mm. like you know it was like you know that penny drop moment it's like okay like is this something I need to do yeah you know some people go to a therapist some people you know I don't know do drugs like yeah. I, need to, I need to write like I write songs like that's how I like get it out of my system sure yeah um yeah. but uh yeah so I guess like that was like that was the clincher was it acrimonious at the end at all? Like, you well, still in touch with the band? Never ended. Like, the, yeah. the band, we had a, we did a show like last year in July in Melbourne. Yeah, right. Um, like, just after I did Splendor, I think it was. And it never ended. It was more just like, I was like, oh, I'm going to like explore doing this project like as well. Yeah. Because um, I just finished uni and I had sure. time and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, then, yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden it just like picked up. And, and and it wasn't like, oh, well, I'm leaving you because it was just sort of mm. like, I don't have time to rehearse. Like, I'm on two, you know, like, mm. it's sort of like that kind of thing. And I think the other dudes in the band, like, we're sort of exploring different areas of their lives as well. And I think it was just a case of everyone being on, like, the same page and yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah. So, like, kind of maybe, like, reducing it to, like, one show a year or something like that. Yeah, I mean, like, we've all and I have definitely spoken about doing another show sometime soon, and I, I, and I would, like, do it in a heartbeat. Like, yeah? I'd fucking love to. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you still have, like, a good connection with those songs, even though, you know, it's so many years ago, and you've obviously done a whole bunch of stuff on your own now. Yeah, it's nostalgic. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So uh, at what point is the first, quote-unquote, Alex Leahy show? Like, so what was it? Like, the first kind of proper show that you did on your own like were you were you always playing with a backing band or did you kind of just start out like solo acoustic no it was always a band project it yeah was, it was yeah, always yeah. going to be a band project like that was like a bottom line for me yeah yeah right and the first gig was in july like two years back so july 2015 yeah i got animo actually got off of the gig and we couldn't do it and mm. i was like i'll do it and it was i opened for mojo juju at the oh Spiegel sure Den, yeah which was really fun Fuck, that's and an that incredible was, opening yeah, show. Yeah, and that was our first... A beautiful gig. venue. Yeah, it was really cool. And that was, like, the first one. And then I remember my first headliner was when I, I released a song called Airmail, like, ah, around yeah, that yeah, time yeah. as well. We, we played the old bar. Um, my friend Eilish Gilligan supported, who's now getting a bit of heat. Which oh, is really, sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is really beautiful. And, um, yeah, so it's nice. Everyone, you know, everyone crosses paths. Yeah, totally, totally. I mean, at that point, did you kind of have any kind of loft your ambitions the same way you did with the previous project did you kind of see it going like to the level that it that it has it was just or was it just kind of like this is just a, a continuation of what I was doing before you know it's just like this thing that I'd be doing regardless I, I mean I, I just don't think that like I think you just have to accept whatever happens and like I wasn't going in with any like specific expectations or you know, obviously, like, I, ha- I had hopes and dreams of what would happen. And at the end of the day, like, all I want is just to make a living out of making music. And, yeah. You know, which I never thought would happen. And, and it did. So, like, it's, like, very humbling. But still, like, you know, I don't have any expectations as to what happens. I think you just... I think one of the tricks and, you know, this is a mantra that you take on tour as well. And it's sort of more, like, um, and more of a, like, micro level. Yeah. But, like, to speak, like, you know, in macro, macro terms. Like, you just have to be... 
present and like mm. just be in the moment and you know and 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 that'll that'll be what makes you happy yeah 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 was it kind of a, a weird thing to kind of have it come full circle as well? Like having all these people being like, oh, here's this, you know, this new artist, this new up and coming artist. And you're just like, I've been, I've been here for a while, you know, like I've been doing this kind of stuff for a while. Well, it's interesting. Like it's, I've actually found that Animo, like this band has come up a lot with this album press. Yeah, right. Like a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is cool. And I'm really glad that it's not just like, you came out of nowhere, what happened? And, and I'm like, well, like, this happened. Like, Who are you? What's so it's your nice, So it's nice that people have obviously done their research or and, you know, it's always given, like, Animo this second, I don't know, like, life or, or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, yeah, it, it's it's funny that, that that's been coming up. So it doesn't feel like, yeah. I still feel like I've been around the block. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. totally, totally, totally. Was there any kind of points, like, I guess, around the EP release or, you know, playing, you know, bigger and bigger shows that you kind of realised, like, oh, you know, like, this is actually kind of, you know, going places that perhaps you initially might not have anticipated or, you know, kind of eclipsed what the the previous band had done? Well, yeah, I mean, like, for me, the... I mean, Animo never got played on the radio, for one. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So that was, like, something that was different. I guess, like, the biggest thing for me, like, in terms of... It's like, oh, this is, like, a thing now. Yeah. Was probably when people like me got um, Best New Music on Pitchfork. And that oh, was, yeah. And that was, that was like, June last year, I think it was. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, oh... What? Like, this is, like... Yeah. I was basically like, I'm so under-resourced for this opportunity. <laughs> but, like, but it was, like alright like I need to do something now like I need I need to like the iron is hot you mm. know it's time um, and uh, and yeah that was like the, the, the like the one thing that happened and I was just like I, I need it's like I was just like if I'm serious about this like mm. I need to do it now yeah, like yeah, I yeah. can't put it off like I need to do it now I need to commit myself to it and like give it my entire being yeah have you had much of a chance to, like, kind of make inroads from an international perspective yet, do you feel? Yeah, I mean, we went to South by Southwest at the start of the year, which is great. And yeah. And had the opportunity to support Dean and Sarah in the UK at the start of the year oh, as well. Oh, of course, yeah, which yeah, Which is yeah. really fun. So we've done a couple of trips, and I've also got a label overseas, and they were the ones who encouraged me to, to you know, explore doing an mm. album around this time, and I'm really glad that they did, um, because it's been, I mean, it comes out tomorrow, but the whole, yeah. you know, the making of it and the press for it so far, and the reception that it's received, as far as I know, has been mm. really wonderful, and it's been an incredibly validating experience, and so, yeah, like, I mean, Australia's always home, and, mm. and you know, will probably always be my biggest market, but, like, it's been really fun sort of exploring, you know, the world, um, uh, in many ways, yeah, and, uh, yeah, it's 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 an incredible opportunity, and um, you know, not many people get to do it, so I feel very fortunate. For sure, yeah. for sure, and yeah, like I can only imagine it's surreal when anyone is, you know, like kind of getting the word out there, you know, Tegan and Sarah, Smash Mouth, just yeah, recently. Smash that, Mouth, sick. That, that must have been fucking surreal. That was pretty funny. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> oh man, they're a very successful band. Like you right? know, it's very very nice to have a fan in the back like that. I hope, yeah. I, you know have the royalties that they do one day yeah totally yeah would you what, what, what do you think about a Smash Mouth Alex Leahy tour oh look we'll talk yeah <laughs> we'll have their people call your yeah, people yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. sort something See, out yeah. <laughs> but yeah like uh, as you mentioned like uh, yesterday was the kickoff of like a pretty huge tour so you're here and then you're heading back overseas again yeah so we finish up here on the 21st of October uh-huh. and then we fly directly from Perth to Europe and then in like the first Oh, the second week of November, we fly to the States and finish up there in time to get home for Christmas and Falls Festival and 
Yeah, so we're on the road, like, I mean, if you include yesterday, like, two months and a week or something like that. Holy yeah. shit, so yeah. So it's a while. Yeah. yeah. How are you feeling, like, uh, kind of just at the beginning of that, like, going into something so, so huge? Yeah, I mean, I definitely, like, I've had to, like, think about it a lot. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And prepare myself. And again, like, adjust those expectations or eliminate any expectation for that matter. Um, and just, like, yeah, allow myself to go with the flow and make sure that I'm, you know looking after my voice and I'm really conscious of you know my performance and and the you know the way that I spend my time and that sort of thing mm. um yeah and also like I did have a couple of months off before um this week and and like really like letting myself have downtime yeah it's like something that I have to very much consciously do so yeah excellent cool yeah that's unreal um I'm really really stoked that it's all it's all kind of they're coming together and that you know like the record's out you know tomorrow like that's kind of a surreal thing yeah it's happening yeah no thanks so much for all the support over the over the years my absolute pleasure it's It's, wonderful yeah of course no absolutely uh so before we get out of here alexandra i have to ask you this i ask this of all of my guests yes it is now your turn okay i want to know about the best and worst shows that you have played in your entire life Ah, oh, all right. The worst show is uh, the worst show I've ever played was uh, actually it never happened because oh, my, I remember these people like hosted this like part. They wanted to put on this show in like a scout hall in Melbourne, right? And this was with when I was with Animo, yeah. And we got there, and literally the only people there were the people putting the show on. It was like and there were like four of them or something, yeah. And we were like, we will like like keep the money and like because obviously like because they were like obviously losing heaps of money and we're like keep the money and let's just like call it yeah <laughs> and so we went out the back and had a sausage sizzle instead <laughs> <laughs> I love that yeah that, that's we, everyone, quite, everyone was just felt very sorry it. for themselves and it was uh. like let's just like leave it yeah um, and the best show there was a couple of shows at Big Sound last year that were really wonderful. And it's like, there's sort of like adrenaline situations that are really, really great. Mm-hmm. Another show that I remember really fondly was the first show that we played in LA at the start of the year. Oh, just wow. because it was like... What was that? It was at the Echo. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just like, I don't know, very surreal. And like, I felt like I'd really achieved something. It's hard to name one. Like, you're just mm. so in the moment that you just don't like... I don't think I've ever come off stage and been like, that's been the best show we've ever played. You know, yeah. like, it's just been like, that was like, that made me feel so good. And yeah. like, and that's generally the feeling that I get when I get off stage. Like, is that, is like, that made me feel really wonderful. And like, I want to do it again. Yeah. And like, and, and that's like, you know, I hope that I always have that feeling when I go on and come off stage. But actually, to be honest, like Splendor was a fucking great show. Like, oh, that yeah, was like yeah, a big, yeah. That was a really big deal for me. And it was really wonderful. And uh, yeah, it, it was like such a special, um, yeah, thing to do. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Unreal. Fucking A. Alex, you have an album. It's, by the time this comes out, it is out now. Yay. What's it called? It's called I Love You Like a Brother. Where can we get it? You can get it anywhere. You can stream it on Spotify, you can iTunes, you can buy it at your local record store, which you should do. Yes. Um, yeah, just get it. Just get it, get it. Get amongst yeah. it. Perfect. Alex, thank you so, so much for your time. I really do appreciate it. My pleasure. I'm David Jen Jones, and all my friends.